Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Post. I'm your host Jordan Abdul, and some good news, we've now got a new co-host, which is going to be Will Dagger. Will, thanks for coming on permanently. Uh, what you done, just love the show that much when you've come on, you decided to give it a go full time. Yeah, that's it mate. Um, you know, it's, it's a good way of... Um, you know, communicating with fans and letting fans know what's going off behind scenes. So, you know, I try and keep my, like, give the best back to fans and, you know, keep them updated on what's going on. I think it's just because you've done a couple of the teammates, you know, where we like to dish a bit of dirt on the boys and then you're real competitive in the questions at the end in quick draw, aren't you? So, are you sure it's not just that? Yeah, it is a bit of that to be fair, John. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's, it's it's good to get get to know lads as well. Um, you find a, a few bits out about them that you know you don't normally get just in and around camp. So it's good to good to get that, and obviously you're a good laugh at you, John. So yeah, it's you know it were an opportunity um, to take, and you know I'm enjoying it. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Well. Welcome, and maybe you can start doing a bit of the planning rather than just me. That'd be nice. Take a bit of the workload off me. All good. Um, we'll talk a little bit about our guest before we introduce him. He was our player of the year last year. And what is he, our joint top try scorer or one behind Orly? Well, he's absolutely shredding yeah, it, isn't he? I think he's one behind, isn't he? But now he's, you know, he's killing it this year. Yeah. Um, Falling over the line a lot, isn't he? Yeah, he's going... Um, yeah, I think he'll probably be up there again for contender with um, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Player of the Year yeah, again. Yeah. He's, I think if you can all guess who that is, it's Kane Lynette. Kane, thanks for coming on, mate. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for the intro. <laughs> you like that? I bigged you up a little bit. Didn't uh, mean any of it. <laughs> all you've done is fall over the line for four weeks, but yeah, it's good. good. On the back of your kicks, so just, <laughs> just got to gather them in. Just make sure the ref doesn't disallow any. <laughs> they all count, mate. It doesn't matter how you do them. Uh, we'll just talk a little bit about how you first came into playing rugby, you know, yeah. obviously coming from Oz, how did you yeah. come about? Yeah, so when I was about six years old at school, I had um, a couple of mates who were just going down the rugby field kicking the ball and they wanted me to come down and um, I went down there and I was just this uh, yeah skinny little fast kid and um, yeah, I guess from there I just um, stayed in rugby league and played a bit of rugby union ever since. Yeah, was you always preferring rugby league over rugby union? Yeah, my old man, my dad played um, a fair bit of rugby league. He played for Western Suburbs, the first grade back there. Um, and then, yeah, I just enjoyed rugby league a lot more. Um, I think my dad was trying to push me to play rugby union because it was a little bit more upper class and stuff back home. But yeah, I think I just preferred the more physical side of the league. More cash. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, cash, a lot less money. cash in le uh, rugby league, that's for sure. And you built like an horse, <laughs> so you'd have definitely been better at rugby union. <laughs> well, back then I was like a skinny little kid. I think I only started to fill out as I probably got about you know, towards 18 years old. So. Yeah, I think I was 100 kilos <laughs> when I was 18. <laughs> I definitely didn't need uh, to fill out anymore. I still like that, yeah. What was you, 45? I think I debuted at 70. <laughs> yeah, effective. <laughs> Just moving on, obviously, have you always been at the Cowboys? Um, no, actually, I started um, at the under-20s at the Dragons, so that was where I, I grew up down in Illawarra and um, actually played under Steve Price, who's the Warrington coach now, and um, I spent a couple of years there and um, then got picked up by the Roosters and um, played a couple of years in the NRL there and then, yeah, moved to the Cowboys, yep. played there for seven years. What was it like playing, obviously, at the Cowboys, you won grand final playing with one of the, one of the best halves ever? Yeah, that was a big reason why I moved up there, obviously, um, yeah, when I was down to the Roosters, an opportunity come. Um, to play up there and 
to play outside of um, Jonathan Ferson and Matty Bowen and players like that. Um, yeah, it was a great opportunity and um, I think I, I really enjoyed the North Queensland lifestyle. Um, it's a pretty laid-back type lifestyle and, yeah, to win a competition there, it's obviously um, they've only ever won one competition, so it was um, special to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, just going on to um, plans after rugby, yeah. um, have you got anything set up or uh, any ideas of what you want to do after rugby? Um, not really. It's a bit scary. I've, I've done a few courses along the way and um, I'm actually doing like a youth mentoring one at the moment. So um, I'd love to kind of get into, yeah, like helping like kids and maybe a little bit of coaching with kids. And um, I think we're talking about mental health today. So yeah, maybe a little bit of stuff like that with kids and yeah, trying to, um, you know, get them to reach their goals in life. Yeah. Nice, mate. Obviously, we've got World Cup at the end of the year is... Are you looking to take part in it with Scotland or are you more focused on getting your body right to roll up for another year? Um, oh, I'd love to play for Scotland. I'd, I'd love to do a bit of travel too. So hopefully once this COVID stuff um, ends, we can do a bit of travel. But yeah, I'd love to play for Scotland. I missed the last World Cup um, due to injury. So I think to you know play one more World Cup with them and um, represent some of my family and stuff like that would be pretty cool. So especially coming towards the end of my career. So this will probably be the last time I get the opportunity to put yeah. that jersey on. So. Yeah, I would like where's, to give it a crack. Where's Scotland come from? Um, my mum was born in Glasgow, so she moved um, to Australia. Her family um, yeah, moved to Australia. She was, I think, seven years old. So I still got a bit of family up there, and um, I went and visited a few of them last year, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously um, you're playing well. Um, obviously, you, I think you're off contract this year. Yeah, yeah, um, off contract this year. So what's... What's your thoughts on that? And obviously you're playing well, so hopefully yeah. another one will come. I just really had um, a good pre-season. I think it comes down to that. Um, I really you know, wanted to make that back row position mine, obviously getting a bit older and not getting any faster. So, um, yeah, just working on that in the pre-season. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, I guess, at the moment. And, you know, my body's feeling pretty good. And um, I think I've still got a couple of years left in me. So, yeah, I, I don't really worry too much about contracts. I think just... Let your performances on the field do the talking, and yeah, hopefully something comes on the back of that. How have you found the transition? Obviously, I didn't play yeah. much last year with you on the left side, but this year we've had like quite a settled edge, jump where you know Skids has moved over and you've moved in a little bit. Yeah, it's been really good, and I think when I first um, signed here, Sheenzy actually signed me as a back rower, but um, I, I got here pretty late. I think January, so I didn't really get much of a preseason, and. Um, yeah, but I guess, like I said, just this preseason, I worked really hard to make myself feel comfortable, and um, I think that edge is really, um, you know, been really good for us this year. We've scored a lot of tries, and um, we're building every week. So yeah, we just got to uh, keep improving, and um, as a team, and yeah, the results will come on the back of that. Yeah, and I'm sure contracts take care of themselves. Don't like yeah. you say, if playing the way you're playing, I'm sure it's not going to be a problem. Um, just going away from rugby, yeah. we had an episode a couple of weeks ago where. Greg Minikin was quite brutal with you. Oh, yeah. We asked a question, like, <laughs> who's got the worst fashion sense? Yeah. And he said you, but, like... I don't think my worst fashion sense It was, like, a bad. definitive answer that he just wouldn't let go. Is there anything you'd like? you want to defend yourself a little bit? I think he's got pretty bad fashion <laughs> sense, to be honest. He's always walking around the change rooms with... Like, just his budgies. His budgie smugglers on. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, he can just concentrate on himself. My fashion sense is great. <laughs> and, um... Like you, like you mentioned earlier, Kano, we're going to talk a little bit about mental health and how yeah. it affects us rugby league players and especially coming off the back of the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. We'll just talk a little bit about that, if that's all right. Yeah, um, I think, 
Yeah, it's obviously been a really tough couple of years, or a tough year with the pandemic and stuff. So people being locked in and not being able to get outside. And, you know, I think that's very important is trying to get outside and get some fresh air and, you know, get some sunlight and stuff like that. So it's been tough, but personally, it's been not too bad for me. I've got a couple of kids now and um, they keep me pretty happy and they keep me very busy as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's just important just to, you know, talk to people as much as you can and, yeah. I mean, that's one thing in it with the pandemic, like, those rugby players, we don't normally get months on end with kids, do we? It's normally like three or four weeks in yeah. October and then you straight back it's into been, it It's yeah, been very good for myself. Obviously, I've just had a, a newborn and um, I have a little one. I've got to see him grow up and if we didn't have this pandemic, I probably would have missed a lot of that time. Yep. So, yeah. We'll just talk, um, obviously, throughout all your career, have you ever like come across like any obstacles that have like challenged your mental health? You know, like example, like injuries or yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've um, had obviously it's been a long career in the NRL. There's a, there's a lot of pressure on you to perform, and it can be very tough for like a young kid. I remember when I was 21 and coming into NRL, and um, you know I was in and out of the team for a little bit, and um, it does play in the mental health side of things. So I think it's just important. I've had a very supportive family and. You know, I've definitely um, struggled with times throughout my career with, you know, a little bit of depression and anxiety for injuries and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty normal. And like I said before, it's just important to try and talk about it and get outside and stuff like that. Would you say that that's the way, like, you, you overcome it just by having good, yeah, su- good support base around you? Just support you? base and, you know, trying to do things you enjoy. Like when I was back home, I used to love doing fishing and just getting outdoors and, um, yeah, just focusing on the good things that you got in life and, yeah. Yeah, we'll ask you the same question, Will. You know, like, obviously you are still a young kid and it's tough when you're young sometimes, you know, when you've got experienced players in front of you. It's game time sometimes a bit bit of a struggle to get and injuries as well as a young kid. Like, what, what impact does it have on your mental health for you as well? Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it does it does affect me. Um, but I'm, these, I'm this sort of person that tries and keeps it to myself and try and get through it myself. But obviously there's times where, you know, you, you do need to go speak to people. Um, and I'm not one to take it home to, to family. I'd rather, like, keep them happy knowing that I, that, like, put a brave face on that I'm all right. But obviously we've got um, staff here that we can speak to, so I'm the sort of person to go speak to them. And, yeah, like I say, like, obviously missing out on games with and obviously getting injured it's it's a part of rugby you get injured but you know there's always ways around that you can either speak to somebody or you know just try and push yourself to get back that bit earlier yeah i think i think injuries are the hardest ones aren't they like i had an operation just before christmas and then second session back i tore my quad and i remember thinking like i'm not even going to get picked round one and obviously luckily i recovered pretty quick and got over it but I think it's that anxiety of the unknown that, as rugby players, it just always goes with you, doesn't it? Would you agree with that, Ken? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a tough sport, and I think it's one of the toughest of all. So, um, yeah, like I said, I've I've been lucky enough to have a long career, but there's definitely been some ups and downs. It's a roller coaster, and um, I think it kind of puts you in good stead for you know after footy life as well. So, um, you know, I think I've you know endured a lot of yeah tough times through footy, but hopefully that puts me in good shape for you know, the next step. Yeah, it challenges you, yeah. but obviously once you can overcome them, you're pretty much ready for everything, aren't you? Yeah. I think as as sportsmen, we are blessed in a way that we have good support bases, not just like family and friends. We've got obviously sporting chance, we've got player welfare. Obviously, Sue does a great job for us. Um, 
just talk a little bit about the importance of having those other like those extra support bases around as well. Yeah, I think it's massive. Um, obviously, even like with I know a few footy players who've you know they've struggled with um, like drinking too much and like gambling and stuff like that. So that sporting chance, they're great people to talk to um, to try and help you out. And yeah, just obviously like I said before, just try and yeah talk to people like what Dag said. You can bottle it up, bottle it up a lot. And try and yeah be strong, but I think eventually it can really get you down. So it's important to try and yeah like like let your emotions out somehow. I think that's as rugby players we try and be the macho men, don't we? Yeah, and, and especially like young kids and that too. Like yeah. you know, so there's kids out there that are just they're only just leaving school and they're 18 years old and they're coming into that environment and professional sports and they're still kids. So yeah, it's yeah. Um, I think it's very important to have a big support base, and I think that's what rugby league's trying to do at the moment. Yeah, I think one for you, Dags. You you came over to Hull pretty early, didn't you? How old was you? Um, I think I was. I think I just turned eighteen. Um, no, no, I wasn't. Uh, tell a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just turned nineteen, actually. And when you're at Warrington, you would have been pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Warrington. I think I, I debuted um, just after my eighteenth birthday. Yeah. So yeah, um, came over here when I was nineteen. Um, it, you know, it's it is pretty. It's not scary. It's more overwhelming than yeah. anything. Um, it must have been overwhelming too. Like playing at Warrington, obviously you would have looked up to a lot of those guys. Yeah, definitely. There would have been some good players in that team. Yeah, especially. but obviously, like I say, it's it's more overwhelming than than anything. But obviously, when you see players like obviously when I were at Warrington, Steph were in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And it's always in back of your mind thinking, I'm never going to play here. I'm never going to play. But like credit to Steph, he he helped me out and took kind of took me under his wing. And, you know, that's that's the sort of people we are in rugby. I think, you know, if somebody's struggling, you don't just, you know, get on at them. It's kind of an arm round them and, you know, drag them through it. Obviously, it was a big move as well, you know. Lancashire to Yorkshire. Um, how did you transition yourself to go from Warrington to Hulkar, where you probably didn't know many of the players, if any, you know, where you've been such a young kid? And yeah, how did that challenge your mental health as well? You've touched a little bit on the playing side of it when you was at Warrington, but I remember when I first moved to London and that was a massive move for me, you know, away from family, away from friends. And it took me a couple of months in the pre-season just to sort of get my head around it. So... You being a 19-year-old, it must have been challenging for you as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, obviously, I think staff helps quite a lot in that. Um, you know, if you not feel if you feel uncomfortable, you can go and speak to them. Um, but I think, obviously, when when I travelled over, like we were travelling with Minzy, um, Clarky, uh, Big Rob. Uh, I knew Rob from school. He, he were a few years older than me, so you know it, I had them to speak to, uh, and they they made me feel comfortable. Um, but yeah, the track like obviously it is a bit scary, um, like they're not knowing in it. Um, but yeah, I, I found I found the club at, like set I settled in quite well, and you know all the lads and staff welcomed me, um, and obviously that that's why I like it. It's a it's a family club. It's not. You know, you turn up, you train, you go home, you can you can up crack with with staff as well as players as well. Yeah. Obviously, Sue does a great job, doesn't she? I think, especially for 
the overseas boys that come over soon meet you at the airport and yeah it's obviously a massive move for us coming on the other side yep. of the world but yeah sue's been really good like she picked me up at the airport and she made sure that um you know i had a house to go to and um yeah organized all those sides of the things and yeah i know she like helps getting the boys furniture and stuff like that yep. so and I, I think tony's like one of like I've had a lot of coaches through my career, and I feel like he's a bloke that you can you know talk to and let, let him know your expressions. He's pretty good yeah. with that side of things as well. I think you when you're at Warrington, I think you had Tony then too. Yeah, so yeah. Tony. I think he's, Tony, yeah, Tony he's quite good to talk to. Yeah, especially like say when I was young, I was 18 year old, um, and he he kind of put his arm around me and said, "If you've got any problems, just come speak to me." And he, you know he's like that now. Yeah, it's quite good because I've had a couple of coaches out there like that you feel like you can't really talk to as much and I guess you can be really intimidated as well. But yeah, I feel like he's yeah, pretty good yeah. with all the boys. All our staff's pretty yeah. pretty approachable, aren't they? And yeah. they're honest as well, which is quite yeah. a good thing. You know, I've had, I've had some coaches oh, where you sort of... a coach that's honest to you. Yeah, you, like you know, where you can ask yeah. a question and they give you a question back and you yeah, come yeah. away and you don't really know yeah. what's just happened, but you've spoke for 20 minutes. It can frustrate you, can't it? But... I think we have a good group, don't we? Yeah, we've got a few larrikins in the group too that keep the joint pretty yeah, positive. Like I said about Greg before, um, you know, dancing in the gym with his jocks yep. on and stuff like that, I think it helps yeah, keep, keep the boys, <laughs> give them a laugh. Imagine being a young kid, 18-year-old yeah, <laughs> signing and coming into that. <laughs> so on, on about that, um, Nick Scruton, um, he... Oh, he, Scruton, yeah. yeah. It was my first year, I think, when I come here and... Yeah, he used to do um, walk bike, so an hour on walk bike in his budgies. Yeah, did that. In his yeah, budgies. Yeah, yeah. Training in his budgies, squatting, deadlifting, so, you know, it, it, it wasn't the best side. I think the whole time I was here, he was on the walk bike. I remember he had a shoulder injury in <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. and it was just in his budgies on the walk In his budgies, all the time. Greg's, Greg's still wanting Coops to do a budgie session. Got a on too, didn't he? For like Scruity. Yeah. God. Yeah, Greg's still yeah. pushing for a... I think we've got a ring like that. You can just wear your budgies. 100%. Surprised Hawley doesn't just yeah, get in his budgies yeah. more often. I'll just, I'll just stick to every layer on possible for a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, thanks for speaking about that. Obviously, it's not an easy subject to talk about. So we'll move on to a little bit more light-hearted stuff now. And we're just going to dish a bit of dirt on the boys that we play with. So Okay. Well, I'll ask the questions and you can both jump in on it, Dags. You've you've done it before, but yeah. still your opinion counts, mate. <laughs> so we'll start off. Who's our funniest team, mate? Um, I'd have to say Greg. Probably Greg. Yeah, obviously, I travel in with Greg. Um, it does get a bit annoying sometimes. Oh, but... I bet you in the car. How, how long is that drive every day? Uh, uh, no, no. I think it's about 50 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it gets a bit annoying, but it still cracks you up. Every morning cracks you up. He's annoyingly funny, and he. I think that's the one he gets on your nerves, but in a funny way. Yeah. Like the little brother, and he's it's like that little brother type player, and he. Who's our grumpiest? Grumpiest. Sulker just. Hall is Holly grump a bit grumpy when we're on the back pitch, and he. Yeah, but a little bit. Or like if Coop changes schedule no, last no. minute, is <laughs> he can blow up a bit, can't he? I don't know. It's a tough, tough one, that. Yeah, it is a tough one. I think a few names got tossed up. So, obviously, when we had Greg on, um, travelling with Crooksy. What about, I reckon, Owen Harrison, too? Yeah, he yeah, yeah. okay. um, Who else got tossed up? Mikey got tossed up. Yeah. Just for a little sulk every now and then. George Lawler, maybe every now and then. If we've got five sets in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We don't. It's hard because we don't really have like we have quite a positive group, yeah. don't we? Like we we tend to just get on with it. But I think if somebody just has like that one day where they're just not quite at it, or Takas too, I reckon physically. Yeah, I don't know. It's a hard. I think because Takas is so laid yeah, back, yeah. he can sort of come come across like he's grumpy when yeah, yeah. he probably in, but he just doesn't look bothered about anything, yeah. does he? But it's not it's not a bad trait to have, I suppose. Who's the most annoying? We have to say Greg again. <laughs> this is throwing me under the bus. <laughs> yeah, who would you say, Dogs? Who are you going? Uh, you're the most annoying. You're in the car with a few I'm other in, boys. I'm in Crooksy. the car with Crooksy and Greg. That's a pretty annoying bunch, isn't they it, really? Imagine being in the car with them every day. But then when Big Will's in with them as well, and he's if he's had a decent kit, yeah. him and Greg bounce off each other like a bouncy ball. It's Honestly, you're just sitting back, shaking, your, shaking my head and thinking, now, why... They're just every morning we're out failure, just no annoying. Car, would there? There'd be no real sleep in that car. No, it? no, no sleep. You either get a bottle thrown at you yeah, or, or water poured on you. How <laughs> do they ever have them days where they're not quite at it though? Like if one of them's tired oh, and yeah. then you just do you yeah, feel like you want to just I give them it back a little bit? You'd have to, yeah. give, you'd have to uh, give it back yeah. for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Moving on to it was almost skillful. We do have quite a skillful group to be honest. So. Um, I probably have to say either Tackers or yourself. Oh, cheers, man! Yeah. I was waiting for that. Just bit, <laughs> he just wins. Like, I know oh, I, I shouldn't like pump your tires out, but we play like a bit of ping pong and pool <laughs> and stuff like that. And I, sort of, I think you're like number one for most of them. So. Yeah, we've got a semi-final to yeah, play, haven't we? That, we do. That'll be interesting. Mm. See how many I can win by. Did you mean skillful? <laughs> any skill? Just, just skillful, yeah. yeah. Like you're a good euchre player, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty skillful at that. No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> Consec, you're good at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, they obviously like rugby skills wise. We've got we've got Dino Mini. See, see Dino's a really skillful middle. I, I like Dino in middle when he's getting his, yeah. his hands on ball. Mini's very Mini's very very skillful too, isn't he? Um, and then obviously there's Jez up there as well. Jez is very skillful. Um, I think. See, we talk about this um, on way home about Owen Harrison. I think he's got that bit of skill about oh, him he does, when so he can yeah. be bothered. And he's like, yeah, he's got yeah, a few like offload kicks, but like you said, yeah. when he can he's be got, bothered. Yeah. yeah, he's got like a switch yeah. that he's he got can like a flick bag on. Of tricks that he never yeah. seems to pack with him when he leaves the house, does he? The only time he packs it is when we're playing like touch footy or something like that. It just <laughs> yeah. all starts coming out, eh? A nice easy day <laughs> comes with it, doesn't he? Uh, who's the strongest? Um, I'd have to say Hawley. He's yeah, he's a free some good weights around in the rooms and. I think he's like 112 kilo for a winger and he lives more than I think most of our team. Yeah, he's... Did you yeah. see what he did in gym the other day? His shoulder press, military press, 100 kilo. That's... that's. Uh, I mean, my shoulder would probably snap that, after that. <laughs> <laughs> I do think my shoulder would snap. 100 kilo military press, straight over head. Easy. And that's like in between games as well, isn't it? So yeah. like, that, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Who else do you reckon would be at least like undercover strong? Uh, Mike is strong for, is quite for strong. his size, isn't he? Like his weight. Short, he's got half a rep to do. I think yeah. Maddie Stoughton. Maddie Stoughton. Yeah, like, Stoz is yeah, pretty strong. Muzz is strong, yeah, but strong. just on the upper body because of his <laughs> problem with his calves and the fact he ain't got any at Baby all. Calves. Yeah, he's <laughs> not. My lad's got bigger calves than most, but, <laughs> but he can bench press, so it counts for some, I suppose. Who's most likely to become a coach after? Um, 
probably say maybe yourself. Like you've I pretty like, much was this year to begin with, wasn't I? Yeah, I know. I in pre in pre season, you were just you all, stand on the side with the coaching staff <laughs> while we were doing Malcolm's in pre season. <laughs> got out of that one good, didn't you? <laughs> you got to pick um, your injuries well, man. Trying to think, who else could be a coach? Matty Parcel. Yeah, it's got to be a good knowledge. Yeah, I think with the sport we play, we've all got yeah, like the leadership traits in us, haven't we? So you could argue that everyone could go into some form of coaching or teaching and stuff like that, but yeah. Just depends on who really wants to. I think to. also as you go through your career, there's not many players that are at one club, so you obviously get coached by a lot of different coaches. Yeah, so you can take styles, a bit. Every yeah. every person's yeah brings different traits, don't they? Yeah. Who's our smartest? Smartest. Oof. See, all all he's got tossed up a few times in this. Yeah, and I, I think he's a bit of a that Rubik's cube before in the warm up before the games. He does a Rubik's cube. <laughs> I don't know how he does that so quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a bit of a bit bit of a freak on his knowledge as well, like some of the stuff he comes out with. Um so I'd probably say Ollie personally. I think Matty, Matty Parcel is pretty yeah, smart as well. I think he's done a few financial yeah, uni degrees and stuff like that. So he, I think he's pretty smart. Mm. Uh, um next one. Who's the coach's pet? Oh, have to be skidsy, wouldn't it? 100% <laughs> has to be. I for Sunday roast every day, every weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the captain though, so we can sort of give him a bit of leeway, but yeah, yeah it's like a father and son, that, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's bad. What about like other coaches? So we've got Magsy, who's, who, who do we reckon he's most attached to? Magsy. Hodgy, yeah. He's uh, attached to his halfbacks like you. Nah, Mags is into me quite a bit. Yeah. What about the Leeds boys? Has he got anything going on there or not really? He's played with Ollie for a while, and he so they're probably close. And well, he's got he's got Mikey under his wing, and he's got uh, Rowan as well, hasn't he? Yeah. They're if you're a young halfback, but you, like, you'd be trying to learn as much off him, wouldn't you? Maxie, yeah. Like he's done everything in the game. He's got such good knowledge. Yeah. Uh, he's a perfect person to learn off, isn't he? Oh, most decorated half, yeah. isn't he? So he's good to have around. Just not when he's into me all the time <laughs> <laughs> I'm 25 and I get as a senior so he don't get, he thinks he can get into me but it's all good you tell us Ken who's got the worst dress sense um say big Will Ma ooh ooh he's Definitely. not been tossed up yet <laughs> young Tom don't tell him that Tom's, oh, young Tom's, Tom's pretty bad, bad but he's a young kid and he so you can even with his really really tight tracksuits that he wears really tight shorts, tight top, or it's either full track. I wonder suit. why he wears it so tight. Do you think it's because he wants to show his rig off, but it's not really, yeah, no uh, chest yeah. and washboard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say much, but yeah, but you've got a bit of a different dress style, don't you, Dags? Yeah. Like you're a bit, you're a bit out there, right? You've got your yeah, own but, style, don't you? But it works, like you can pull you. it off, can't you? Yeah, like I can't, I couldn't wear to stuff you were at all. Well, it's each to their own, isn't it? And <laughs> different characters, I suppose. We'll finish. We'll finish this episode off by just doing a quick draw. So, quick draw. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask you questions. You both compete against each other. Uh, Dags, you've played it before, Kane. Or if you don't know, just a couple of questions. Yeah. First one to come up with a right answer gets a point. Winner gets absolutely nothing, and loser gets absolutely nothing. So, good luck and yeah, let's enjoy it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little, bit, little <laughs> bit of an ego boost, that's all it needs. So we've got question one. Name something you would take on holiday beginning with P. 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 
Pants. Pajamas. We'll go with pants. You could have said passport, you know, like the most common one yeah, to go on holiday. <laughs> this is why you've got the worst dress since Kino, because you're more bothered about pajamas on holiday. <laughs> uh, Greg was right. Greg was 100% right. Name an animal beginning with B. B. Lovely. One one. See, that was better. More realistic answer. <laughs> Just don't give you no more fashion sense. <laughs> so you'd take pair, pair pajamas with you on holiday. I get it now. All links. <laughs> Name a drink beginning with L. Like I say. Draw. Draw. Hundred percent draw that. A car brand beginning with T. Tesla. Okay, no. Two one cane. Two one. You don't oh, get a point. You don't get, you get a point for a draw. Oh, you just that it's just an right, invalid point. You don't both get a point. Name a Super League team that starts with W. Warwick. Oh, that's, that's a draw too. <laughs> it was close. I ate Dags <laughs> first, but then Kano finished I'm first. I'm a bit further away from you, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, you, you came in with a quick finish, then Kano. It's, it's hard. It's an hard one. Draw. You're going to get another draw. So still two one Kano. Okay. We'll do this one to the closest, so whoever guesses the closest number right. gets a point. How many letters are in Hull Kingston Rovers? I say 17. The answer's 18, so oh. Dags gets the point. 2-2, two, two. we'll go for a decider. Deciding question. Hmm. Name a month. Beginning with M. May. Lovely. Nice, Dags. Yes. <laughs> Is that three defeats in a row on this video? Oh, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, I don't know. No, I'm on grab the week. You've lost 2-1-1. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll get someone like... We'll get, we'll get young Tom on next one then. <laughs> you should have him covered. You should. <laughs> I should. Maybe not, but you should. If you don't, you might just have to give up. Speed of speech. I'm looking it up. And that's all we've got time for on this week's episode. Thanks for coming on, Kano. And Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Obviously, not the easiest episode to talk about on some of it, but I appreciate you doing it. And thanks to my new co host for joining me. Um, when are we looking at our next episode? Probably another couple of weeks. Another few, couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all you fans listening out there. I've been your host, Jordan Abdul, and obviously my new co-host, Will Dagger. See you for the next episode. If anyone's been affected by today's episode, please call MAND on 0800 138 0990, or you can visit the website www.heymand.org.uk, and please remember that you are not alone.